Hey everybody, this is Brianna. And this is Gwen. And you're listening to The The Page Turner. So what is The Page Turner? The Page Turner is a bi-monthly literary podcast brought to you by the Los Gatos Library. Again, my name is Brianna, and my literary interests lie in classics with authors like Wilkie Collins, mysteries, standalone mysteries specifically, uh, philosophy, notably political philosophy, historical fiction and nonfiction, and I also love general fiction, namely like a really good family saga. I really love family stories. Man, there ain't much you don't like. Uh, there are, there, trust me, there are some things I cannot stand. I'm Gwen, and my <laughs> my preferences are fiction, historical fiction, sci-fi fantasy, but I lean much more towards the fantasy side of that scale, um, poetry, and classics. But really, for me, classics is not so much what Brianna was talking about. It's like stuff from the classical period. So I like Ovid, Euripides, and Homer, obviously. See, you say I like everything, but I do not like poetry. So, see, there is something. <laughs> well, good. I've covered that. <laughs> exactly. We, we try to bring a wide range here. So, we are both pages of the Los Gatos Library, and you might ask, what do pages do? Well, we check in and shelf books, and basically we just make sure the library runs smoothly and looks as best as it can. And that may mean that we're in the back. That may mean we're helping with displays and programs and various other things. But uh, as Gwen says, our number one goal is to make sure that the entire library is running smoothly on a day-to-day basis. But yeah, so what is our goal with this podcast? It's going to mainly be literary reviews, but we also wanted to offer a behind-the-scenes look. We like to call this the page perspective. For example, recently Watson... Who is our AMHS system. So that is when you return books, that is the beautiful machine that you're uh, putting your books through that makes our lives easier and your lives easier. Really, you only see his face on the outside of the building, but behind that, there's a really large machine who checks books in and sorts them, like, does a preliminary sorting of books. But, you know, he's a machine, and we understand that. He makes mistakes sometimes, so... And he gets tired. Yeah, (laughs) we all do. About 2 o'clock, sometimes he'll just throw fit and stop taking things. And then the the back... It can be chaos, but we, we're professionals, we're pros, so we're able to do that. But yeah, this week, when you return your books in Watson, just remember, he's working really hard, and we're so grateful to have him, but he was just not happy this week. Yeah, we get to go home at night, but he does not. <laughs> he is always working. And this is all made possible because of the library and of a grant. Yes. So we, we lo- were wonderful and lucky enough to receive. Yes, we feel so thankful and so lucky um, for the patrons that support us and just the town that supports us. So, before we begin, we'd like to announce what we will be reading for the next episode. We'll be reading Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Feel free to join us by uh, reading the book as well in preparation for the next episode. What did we read this week? Without further ado, (laughs) let's get into the non-spoiler book review of The Storied Life of A.J. Fickley. Mm -hmm by Gabrielle Zevin. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about the author. So she's done quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, this is not her first rodeo. This is her seventh book? Eighth, eighth I think. Book. Eighth, yeah, yeah, but out of nine that she's written. Yeah. And um, she has written for NPR, which is National Public Radio. She graduated from Harvard. Um, yeah, she is basically really awesome. Yeah, an inspiration. <laughs> to us all. Um, and yeah, so she... Like we said, this is her eighth book, 
And this book is about an older gentleman who has lost his wife to a co- in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns a bookshop, and his wife was on the way home driving an author home after a, a book talk. And unfortunately, um, she sped off the road. And, you know, he's he's trying to get through his grief. He doesn't really know how to handle it. He's really going through it. Yeah, really, really going through it. And then, all of a sudden, something... Something happens. Something happens. Something is left in his bookshop. And uh, it's it's life-changing. It's, it's extremely life-changing, I would say. Yeah. I think we both say, yeah. <laughs> um, so he, the story is about him navigating these this change through the people around him, such as his sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, he really utilizes his support system. Yeah, for sure. Um, his sister-in-law's wife is a good friend of his. Daniel is his name. Um, and so just using the people around him. But along the way, you find out there's a little bit of mystery. Um, there's intrigue. And they this book just deals with so many quite serious issues, but in a way that's very... Gentle. Yeah. I would say very warm-hearted. Like, it's... It, straddles that very delicate line of covering hard topics but does it in such an understanding and sympathetic way that it's really easy to digest and even if you've had someone in your life going through something or if you've gone through that sort of thing it's not like it's gonna hit you at at, at the heart but it's not gonna like destroy you exactly exactly and one of the things that does so great is the main character it's just you just see his his growth and you know he's Mm -hmm. older he's an older character and yet still to see the development yeah yeah it's quite amazing like and you just you just want to hug him yeah (laughs) really do and it's it's just yeah it's a really heartwarming book yeah to read but you know it it's it's also very easy to read and it's pretty fast so if you're looking for like something light that's just sort of like you know it's the summertime you want something to just like sit on your deck and drink something cold and read a good book this would be a good book for that yes um i probably recommend this book to patrons quite a bit um when i don't necessarily know gleam exactly when i can't exactly gleam the interests yeah this is such a safe book to recommend it is because i feel like it can apply to anybody especially if this person loves books and like your taste and my taste they're very different (laughs) we like very different things but we both really enjoyed this book yeah so i feel like it can go like for anybody it would be a good read yeah so to wrap up our non-spoilery review we're going to read our favorite quotes from the book so let's see would you like to go first or do you want me to go first i can go first that would be fine okay so for me i chose um a very like this is not going to spoil anything and it just it really hit home to me because it's it's very true and and it just makes you think about like okay yeah what if people (laughs) what if what does my opinion on this like tell other people so i'll read it to you and then i'll go in a little more explanation of this is the quote People tell boring lies about politics, God, and love. You know everything you need to know about a person from the answer to the question, what is your favorite book? And I, that, like, to me, that's such a huge question because it's like people do ask you that, especially working in a library. What's your favorite book? So you say, oh, it's this or it's that. And it really, like, you have to give a caveat of, like, well, it depends on my mood and it depends <laughs> on what time of year it's and all of that stuff. But you, you think... Like, what does my favorite book tell people about me? Yes. So I just, like, I read that. I was like, yep, yep. You can (laughs) tell a lot about a person 
with, with just like that answer to that one yeah. question. Yeah. And, and it's so funny that you said that too. Like you really do feel like you have to give caveats mm-hmm. about like, oh, but this is why and da da da. When really yeah. it's like, no, all you need to do is just say the book. Yeah. And if they have assumptions, then they have assumptions. You exactly. Know? But <clears throat> yes, exactly. Um, okay. So now I'm going to give my favorite quote from the book. And this is one of the characters speaking. And it's a police officer. And he says, I've been a police officer for 20 years now. And I'll tell you, pretty much every bad thing in life is a result of bad timing. And every good thing is the result of good timing. Which, <laughs> it made me <laughs> chuckle. Yeah. You know, because um, it, it, you think, oh, well, that's very simplistic. But when you think about it, it's so true. So true. Because, like, there are certain things in your life you have no control over. Exactly. It. And it's just a matter of timing. And it's just, it's so true. And, and you really, like, even when you try and look back, could you actually have prevented it from happening? Exactly. You know, is was it already, how far back was this set in motion? Yeah. And, like, the only thing you can control in those situations is how you respond to them. Exactly. But, like, no matter how you respond, it's still happening. You still have to respond to them. Yeah, exactly. It's just, and I just loved that. Um, Gwen and I, we both yeah. tabs in them. And these were just one of the quotes that jumped out of uh, to us. Yeah. So... But yeah, so I think we're going to move on to a spoiler review. So here is when you run to your device or you pull it out of your pocket and turn it off and just like, okay, I don't want any spoilers. I haven't read this book. I don't know what they're talking about and I don't want to know. (laughs) But I am going to read this book. Um, So (laughs) here we go. On to spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Look out for the spoilers because here they come. (laughs) So yes, so... First biggest spoiler, what gets dropped off at his bookstore? Oh my god, a kid. A baby, a, a toddler. Baby, a wee baby. A baby. And so he, so one of his prized books is stolen. He's had this book that he was planning to retire on because it was mm-hmm. worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and he... Tamerlane. Tamerlane, yes. By Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Um, Edgar Allan Poe wrote it under... No one knew who the author was. Yeah, until for a long time. Recently, and it only like... 25 or 50 copies existed and he found mm-hmm. it at a garage sale yeah um and he goes he he's drinking one night because you know he's depressed and he sees that it's stolen mm-hmm. but and then the next couple days he's a baby has left yeah in his bookstore so he loses something and he gains something but you know, <laughs> yeah. still down on the money exactly <laughs> and you know running a bookstore is not cheap especially he um on an island called alice and this is their only bookshop. Exactly. He is the only one there. Um, so over the next years, you, he raises Maya, and with the help of his sister-in-law, um, his sister-in-law's husband, Daniel, is a, he cheats on his, he's, he's... Famous author. Famous author. He is Fickery's best friend, and he Let's cheats... Let's be honest, he's kind of the worst kind of person. He really is. Um, Daniel cheats on his wife all the time, so even though he's Fickery's best friend and his wife's Sister's, sister's husband. husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, Follow us on that one. Yeah, exactly. Brother-in-law? Yeah. Yeah, brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Yeah, brother-in-law. that's way simple. That's the yeah. word. He is just an awful human being. And um, so using the support system, he raises Maya. But there's mm-hmm. also a lady named Amelia. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the island to give the short list or the long list of her publisher to... Yeah. She works for a publisher, and they're trying to sell her their books to him so that he can sell to the public, but he's very picky. Very. And the last guy that did it, he really knew his taste, and so he doesn't like change, 
Um, but the last guy passed away, so Amelia is sent. And when she first comes to the island, he snubs her. He's very rude to her. And she doesn't come back for oh. a year. He's raising Maya. Yeah. And she can't sleep one night. And so he grabs the book that's closest to him and reads it. And it was a book that Amelia had told him to read because it was the her favorite. first book that, yeah. that she ever was like, you should read this from yeah. our list. Yeah. So he, um, he calls her up. And then now she comes back to the island more often. And they form a connection. And... It takes a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. That was a relationship that took a long time. Four years, time. I think it was. So yeah. she comes back to that in four years, and at some point he develops a crush on her, mm-hmm. and they get together and everything. But one of the most fascinating things about this book is the... I don't think you're expecting the mystery to be revealed about Maya, who's his daughter's name. Yeah, I don't like... I got the impression through most of the story that it's not a thing that really mattered yeah and and but then (laughs) like it comes out like who exactly yeah this person is and like where she came from yeah and why yeah which just like like okay saw about half of it coming yeah but like but not really because you're just enjoying him raising maya and then exactly because you don't really think about it yeah so his sister's last name is ismay yeah and she, at one point, you know, co- confronts her husband, Daniel, who she knows cheats on her. And she's had a bo- multiple miscarriages. Yeah. And she said, you know what? I don't love you anymore. I should have, we should have broken this off a long time ago. And then she reveals that she's, that she knew that Maya is actually the kid of one of Daniel's affairs, con- affairs and conquests. And... Um, the day after Maya was found, um, a young lady was found in the sea. She was like 20. And everybody knew it was her mom. Yeah, everyone knew it was Maya's mom, but not where she came from or why. And it turns out she came to the island to confront Daniel mm-hmm. because she had no money. And she's she was... Uh, uh, she was a college student, which is already hard. And then she had to raise a kid, which is also very expensive and very hard. And she was having a really hard time with it. And... She came for some support, at least financially. Yeah. So that she could actually do this right, and she met a wall. Yeah, and she met, actually, Ismay instead of Daniel. Yeah. And Ismay went off on her. Yeah. Understandably, quite upset, Um, but she, and that's what made her, gave her the decision to, but Tamlin, the book that was taken from him, we find out Ismay stole yeah. to give to the young lady to sell, mm-hmm. to help raise, so she could raise Maya. And she said, you know, I don't want the book. And Maya Maya ended up writing on it. Yeah, so <laughs> the thing with uh, Tamerlane is because it had been stolen, everybody was looking for a copy of Tamerlane. So oh, no. so she couldn't sell it. She it couldn't. was worthless to her. So she came back and was like, I can do nothing with this. What do you want from me? And then she also made the mistake of reading it. And I don't know if anybody here has read Edgar Allan Poe. He's one of my favorites, oh, actually. Really? Cliche as it is. I it, His stuff is not happy. No, no. It's very sad. It's very dark. I've read a short story collection by his, and I loved it because it was yeah. kind of dark. And but. I, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. But if you're already vulnerable and in that mm-hmm. state of mind, like... This can be one of two things. It can be very encouraging to know that you're not alone in your suffering, or it can be, like, just push you right into that dark spot even more. Yeah. And for her, it did exactly that. It pushed her right over the edge. Yeah. Almost literally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when she says, I don't want the book, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) 
the arguing and the books on the ground and little Maya writes on it. Mm-hmm. So um, Isme, you know, got skilled and she just hid the book all these years, yeah. all these years. So, <laughs> and then at the end, you know, you're reading this book and in the beginning of every chapter, there's a letter from, there's a note AJ. about a book from AJ to Maya. Yeah. And you find out he writes these because he yeah. ends up dying of cancer. The whole time while I was reading it, I was looking at these letters and I'm just like, why is he writing yeah. these letters? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, he's dying. I know he's got to be dying, but how? It must be slow. So I'm like, the whole time I'm like, it must be, he's yeah. dying. He's got to yeah. be dying. Yeah. <laughs> so like that part to me was very obvious because yeah. it's like, why else would you be writing? And I, but I didn't know it was coming so quickly because, yeah. you know, he could be writing this like at 80 years old on his deathbed. Exactly. But he wasn't. Yeah. Dying of cancer. Brain cancer, which ironically. A very rare form. A very rare form. <laughs> they said. And it's like stole his language. And this is a guy who lives for language and writing and words. And that was all he had. He, yeah. his wife, they used the trust fund to move to Alice Island and to open this bookstore. Yeah. It's his life. They, you know. It's every, like that stuff is everything to him. And that's exactly what this cancer attacked. Which I thought was a very poetic and kind of, like... Yeah. I'm not going to say beautiful, because it's a really terrible way to go. But poetic, I think. But very poetic. Like you said. Like, yeah. Because just, like, it attacked the one thing that made him whole. And, And through that, I feel like it made him really take notice of Maya and... Mm hmm I mean, everyone talked about the way he changed when Maya came into his life. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like he didn't really notice it until (laughs) he started losing his language and his words and his mind to the cancer. Like, he knew it, but, like, it wasn't as important, you know? It was was just how life was. Yeah. And it went from just being how life was to everything. Yeah. And I think this happens when Maya's in high school. Yeah, she's... I believe. She's, like, 14, I think? Yeah. 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 Somewhere in there. Like, not... Not a baby, not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. She's old enough to really understand what's going on, but but she's not an adult yet. No, not at all. Not by far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your final rating? Um, I, this was a reread for me, and I'm so glad that we chose this book because it was such a joy to read it again. Yeah. Um, I just found myself smiling and feeling a lot. Um, so for me, it's a five out of five. I would say it's a solid five out of five for me yeah. as well. because And, like... I'm kind of upset because I'm like, <laughs> I wanted to like have something really bad to say about it, just <laughs> just to make it like fun and dynamic and interesting. Yeah. But like, I'm it, sure we'll disagree a lot in the future. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Because we, like I said, we have very different tastes. Yeah. But I would say this is a very good, just a good solid book, and yeah. it's a very nice read. And for me, it's just like. I've been going through a long time of just not having a book that I can just blow through and and read and really get into. Yeah. And this was the first one in a while that I just, like, once I started it about 80 pages in, I was just like, okay, that's it. I'm reading yeah. it. It's done. Like, Yeah. And it sounds like, oh, that's a lot. And it's like, no, it's such a quick read. It is. Even the part where you're getting to know Fickley and what's going on. And, like, you meet Amelia in the first chapter and yeah. then you don't see her again until, like, the fourth. Yeah. So, you know... You're thinking, okay, well, where is this going? What? But it's yeah, 
amazingly worth it for all that buildup. Yeah, and like for me, one of the issues with all of the books that I've been reading recently is just like finding why I should care about these characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this, like, I never once at one point in this book thought, why do I care about these characters? Because I just did. Yeah. You just care about the people in this book, and you just care about, like, this grumpy old dude who is very specific taste in books. Yeah. You care for one reason or another, and it's just, like, the writing is good, obviously, because that's what makes you care. Yeah. And so, yeah. Can we talk about... Not not satisfying, but another moment that felt like poetic justice oh, yeah. was when Ismay confronts her husband Daniel. Yes, she is go- kind of hysterical because she's been building this up. Oh, yeah. for how long? It's been pent up for years. years, and she loses it while she's driving. Yeah. And at some point, he tries to get her to stop and slow down, and it ends up happening. So she, happening that she pulls over. She, yeah, she pulls over, and but like so close to the side of the road that at one point. A car just clips them, pushes them into the middle of the road, and there's like a series of couple crashes. Yeah, and throughout it, it, you're just like, she's confronting him. She's like reading him the riot act because like he's been cheating on her for years. Yeah, and she's been going through that, and then miscarriages she, left and right. All of the miscarriages that he wasn't there for because he was on a book tour. But or he was something. sleeping. Oh, and with during that on. time, like he's having sex with other ladies, and then and then I think the. Th- part that like really got to her was having a kid with someone else yeah because that's something that she'd always wanted and something that i think that she could feel them not being able to have a kid destroyed the marriage yeah which is which is which is but some people do definitely think well she'd said every time maya should be honest if you had if you had told me that if you had owned up to sleeping with this girl then I would have taken her. I would have taken Maya, and she could have been ours. Yeah. And every time I look at her, I feel so sick because she should be ours. Yeah. You know, and, oh, that part yeah. g- gutted me. But also at the same time, I'm like, you still could have said something. Exactly. But I think the thing is is that it just displays how essential, like, communication oh gosh, is in a yeah. relationship. Yeah. Just, like, having those difficult conversations yeah. and with somebody and – and going over those things that you really want to talk about, even if it's going to, like, make you look bad or make you angry or whatever. Yeah, but you have to. You have to have those you conversations. Have to. You can't, yeah. neither of them did. No. And that destroyed their marriage and then ultimately destroyed them. Yeah. Because, well, not so much. But she says at one point that you made me bad. Yeah. You made me worse. Like, yeah. you, because you fester. You feed off oh, of yeah. each other's negativity and yeah. each other's... You know? sit there in that feeling for years and years and years, yeah. and then you just become bitter and super angry yeah. all the time. And who wants to be that way? No, not at all. Yeah. So, like, yeah, ultimately in that scene when he dies, I was just like, yes, thank you. Yeah. It like, was so satisfying. And, and it wasn't. And I feel so bad, but I. Yeah, it wasn't so even satisfying. in a vindictive way. It was like, you felt like whenever you read about Ismay and Daniel that you were holding your breath. Yeah. You couldn't breathe. You felt pressure on your chest, like I'm sure she felt. I don't, for sure, I don't really know how bad Daniel felt. Yeah. But the misery that Ismay was going through, you felt like when Daniel died, yeah. you could breathe just like Ismay could breathe. Yeah. And she eventually moves on with the local cop who's a super sweetie mm-hmm. um but it takes Which, her years because she has she has to get a hip replacement like she's messed up from the crash too yeah she's totally messed up and and she's also messed up from that relationship yeah then that takes a long time for her to get over and 
I will say she's not the like she in that relationship she's the most sympathetic character but in the whole book she is far from the most sympathetic character so you're at this like simultaneously you're rooting for her (laughs) and against her yeah because you're just like you have made so many terrible decisions yeah yeah that do you really deserve it but then you're thinking like everybody makes bad decisions yeah and everyone's a product of what's going on. You exactly. Know? Who knows how long her and Daniel dated before they got married? Who knows when their problems started? You know, so it's exactly. like... It's, but that's one of the great things about this book are these complex characters. And what's also great is these people are older. Yeah. Like, her and <clears throat> and the officer, they get together. She's, like, late 40s. Late, yeah. And, and when, when Amelia and AJ finally get together, he's 45. Yeah. You know, which isn't old at all, but it is later. But in the grand scheme of, like, relationships, yeah. in books especially, and yeah. stuff like that, that's on the older side. Yeah. And, and like, Amelia, media in general. Yeah. And Amelia, you know, she jokes about going on blind dates and stuff in the beginning, and she's in her 30s something mm-hmm. when she meets Fickley, but they don't get together till four or five years later, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's very beautiful and just very... It really is. And it shows you, I love how it shows you two very different relationships yeah so it's like you get a really good example of what an adult like well all of them are very adult relationships but one of them is a very good example of like a healthy strong relationship yeah and two people working together even though sometimes they don't always yeah they don't always agree i mean and like and they talk through it and they work through it and they figure things out and then we have the example of, like, a terrible relationship, yeah. which is thoroughly unhealthy. Yeah. And and you get that example. And then later you can you see how people grow. Yeah. And, and they don't, I don't want to say earn a better relationship, but they focus on themselves and they fix themselves and they work on it. And, yeah. And then turning inward, you become better well just like i think um daniel was eating away at ismay yeah i think you know um his ex-wife's death was definitely eating away at aj but oh, yeah but amelia's amelia being someone who knows who she is and knows her self-worth and feels good and has gone through stuff but come out the other side her and aj's relationship flourishes yeah. mm-hmm. because of that yeah and it's just like they're growing while ismay's continuing yeah. to kind of decay yeah and and I feel like for Ismay's second relationship almost takes the same route, except that the cop guy, what's his name again? Lambase? Lambase? Lambase or Lambase. something? Something like that. Um, he goes the healthy route. Exactly. So he chooses to talk to her about exactly. something that's difficult. And she then changes her perspective because they talked about this difficult thing and the world didn't end. Well, she immediately, which I don't blame her because every time she tried to talk to Daniel, she immediately gets on the defensive when oh, yeah. base confronts her about the book, Tamerlane, yeah. in her closet yeah. that he finds. And she's like, you don't hate me? Because she's expecting she's not expecting someone to want to talk to her through the difficult stuff yeah or to stick around her exactly at, like you don't she literally says like you still like me you don't hate me like yeah. what i did was awful and it was awful oh yeah but he's still there for her and that's yeah. something that in normal relationships yeah that's the love yeah you know and so that was really great because yeah. she she was resisting she was being defensive she was mm-hmm. trying to kind of be nasty and he about said it. no i'm gonna talk with you and we're gonna work through this and yeah i'm here no yeah. matter what. And exactly. that's the part that she's just finally learning, like, 
Oh, that's what love exactly. is. Exactly. That's what normal communication that's is. That's what a good relationship exactly. is. Exactly. It's communicating even through the bad stuff. Yeah. And I thought, like, I just, I like the relationships a lot in this book. Yeah. Me too. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was, it was great. Five, five out of five stars from both of us, which is yeah. like... Guys, I don't think you'll ever get that again it, from Probably us. <laughs> not. Let's be honest. <laughs> if one of us giving a five star, the other one is probably not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, so this that was our first book talk. Yeah. About, yeah, I hope it's an, either inspired you guys to read it or you've just enjoyed our discussions. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's a very short book, a very quick read. Well, not very short, but it is a quick read. It is a quick read. It's a little over 200 like 230 230 pages pages, yeah and it's so it's not that long but it's not that short either yeah but once you Um, get going you oh you just speed right through yeah you can't stop so um real quick we're gonna close out and normally we'll do the guest segment first yes um when we bring people in but we did want to um tell you about uh basically yeah Um, today we're the guests exactly the first podcast (laughs) so for this guest segment it is us yeah so (laughs) how about okay you want to go first Gwen how about you say who you are what you do in affiliation with the library and how did and then we'll talk about how the podcast came to be about yeah so we are i am (laughs) i'm gwyneth i'm a page the los gatos library i've wanted to be working in a library for the majority of my years even as a little kid i loved being in the library i know that's really cliche we probably (laughs) all have that story but yeah I am currently going to school to get my master's in library and information science, and actually Brianna and I both are. Yes, That's, we're in the same program. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the reasons we get along so well. <laughs> we're suffering together. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I do general page stuff, but I've also been lucky enough to get time to do, like, displays and this podcast mm-hmm. and other sort of fun little things just making building my resume learning things and it's great yeah. we're here at the library we love learning yes it's just part of who we are so yeah yeah it's been, i've been really lucky to be here at the library awesome and here's brianna <laughs> so i am brianna yes um way for short um i am also like gwen said in my voice um getting my master's in library and information science, which is the degree that you need to be a library. <laughs> I did not start out in the library field. I started out in the legal field. Yeah. Um, thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and I worked in various places, and really a lot of neat places and with a lot of cool people, but it was just not for me. And I spent li- literally about a year and a half not knowing what I wanted to do, and I thought, I like books. I'll work in a library for a little <laughs> bit. And flash forward to almost three years later, I'm still here. I love it. And I, it's just been the absolute best. And um, Los Gatos Library, ever since um, they hired me on, I've just had the greatest time here. Um, so, yeah. And then um, uh, I do the same duties as Gwen, um, displays, helping with programs, shelving, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff. But um, this podcast is really cool. Um, like Gwen said earlier, it's thanks to a grant that we were able to get the equipment to do this. Um, and the go-ahead to do this. Yeah. Um, and we both love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we, when we heard that um, the library director, Ryan, he wanted us to put on a podcast, we just were all in. Yeah, he just sort of floated the idea like, hey, anybody want to do a <laughs> podcast? And both Brianna and I, who 
when we shelve, we religiously listened to yes. podcasts. We were both like perked up and we were like, yes. Yes, we would like to do a podcast. Would you mind if we took on this project set? Maybe. Because uh, yeah. we're here. We love it. Yeah. And he said, go for it. Yeah. So, um, so again, uh, we just want to say before we close out, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We hope you really enjoyed it. Um, you can always stop into the library and say hi. <laughs> if you want to make a suggestion for a book, we'll, we'll take them into consideration. Yeah. And um, we hope as we get used to doing this and get more polished and, you know, kind of find a footing that you just enjoy it more and more. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Archive Space, or on our webpage via a direct RSS feed. We would be very grateful if you subscribe and write a review wherever you listen. Thank you for listening. This has been The Page Turner. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the Los Gatos Library or the town of Los Gatos. Thank Thank you. you.